Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. It's time for the Bobby Bones Post Show. Here's your host, Bobby Bones. Thank you very much, everybody, for being here. I hope you had a good weekend. A couple notes that I had made, Amy brought up, and I said, hey, we were going on the air, so I had to cut her off. But you were inquiring about this right here. Yeah. I'm wearing it on my neck. The gold whistle. I said, is it real gold? It is real gold. Really? But why? You bought it? Why would it you not bought be a real, real gold? gold whistle? Mm-hmm. Well, because real gold is very expensive. I, I can't. Come on over, take a look-see. Look-see. What does that say on it right at the top? Okay. What does it say on it? Bobby. Thank you. But then what's that? Real gold. It says the name of it. Yeah. Why do you, think- you you bought a real gold whistle and you engraved your name on it? Mm, sort of. Okay. What do you think happened? I'm thinking someone gave you that. Like a jeweler. Mm, interesting. A jeweler friend? That listens to 25 oh. whistles. Because you all have a whistle and you blow the whistle. Yeah, we used to have this plastic one. Right. right <laughs> oh, but we don't use that anymore, but... You're close. You ordered it, bought it, and they were like, oh, let's engrave it for fun. You're closer. Okay. Well, that's about all I got. got <laughs> we finished our second season of 25 Whistles. Mm. So I bought everybody on the show. Oh. It took forever. A gold whistle. And then their names are engraved on yeah. the whistles. Wow. Pretty yes. cool. In a, in a nice box and stuff. I didn't think Whoa. you were going to wear it, though. Like, that's a I cool am, idea. I that, these chain, these, so I didn't get, like, a normal chain. I got these lanyards because they're, like... Really long? Yeah. Well, it's like a whistle lanyard. It's like a bronze lanyard. You don't want to get gold because it'll break. You're going to get a necklace, you get gold. But I also have you guys' bronze lanyards, Oh, so just like that? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm wearing it. I mean, yeah. So, like, when I met Bob Marley's son... Uh, Damien, uh, they all travel like in a family, right? And they all have this ring that's the same and it resembles the Bob Marley symbol, the Lion of Zion. And so like this is our symbol, dude. Wherever we go, we got the whistle, they know. I wore it end of the game on Saturday, the Arkansas basketball game, and Caitlin's like, they're not going to let you wear a whistle end of the game. 
And I was like, why not? It's gold. Yeah, They're because like, you could blow a whistle and it'd be confusing. Foul. But we wouldn't right. do that. Well, I tucked it into my shirt, and then as soon as I sat down, I pulled it out. Did you ever blow it? Nah. Okay. But the ref, I, I've never had seats as good as I had this time. I've, I've sat on the court before, but never like right close to the middle. And Caitlin's dad was there. And I had really good seats, but one of the coaches, I texted the head coach, Mus. I was like, hey, I'm coming, I'm coming to the game. Um, if we win, I'm going to stop by after the game and say hi. If we lose, I'm not coming back because nobody wants to like hang out after a loss, myself included. And so one of the other coaches then hit me up and was like, hey, I, where are you sitting? And I said, like, uh, second row. And he's like, I have a pair of courtside seats that haven't been used. Do you want them? I was like, heck yeah. So as soon as we got there, he met me with them. And we sat on the front row. It was awesome. Best That's seats amazing. ever. But the refs almost run us over every time. And if you stick your foot out even an inch, I could see where definitely you trip a referee. So what's the rule? Like, can you have drinks down there? Yes, you-, you can. Even the standing up rule is weird. Because you can't stand up, really, if the ball is on your side, if they're in the middle of a play. There were times where I would go like, oh, stand up. Like, oh, gosh. Just yeah. sit me down. If they, like, hit a three on our side... I, I would stand up because they were going the other way okay. after. I would be so nervous that I would spill my drink or something and it'd go all yeah. on the court. That, and that happens, <laughs> I does. guess. It didn't happen this game. Mike said he saw my head. I didn't even think about that part of it. How was my head? You look good. Thank Just you. On TV? I guess. Huh. On TV? Down the bottom. I sent my, yeah, yeah. So I sent Mike the information where we were kind of sitting. And then I was on the bottom of the TV. Who Can did? you get up? At all, like to go to the bathroom oh, yeah. during as long the game? As, yes, as long as they're not playing right by you. If they're on the other side of the court, you can then go. I don't know the rule. I just was watching people around me. Yeah. And so when they would go to the other side, I guess people whose normal tickets were there, they would get up and go. <sighs> so cool. It was awesome. It was the closest. And you, it's so intense. Like, if you're like, get a rebound. But these guys are like so physical just getting a simple rebound. But, yeah, we did that. It was fun. And it was cool to take my father-in-law to that game because his first get hit, that was his first game. And it's like, yeah, no flex. I just get us here in the middle. I didn't. Have, that wasn't really what I. Just yeah, did. super flex. It was just lucky. Then we went back after, into the uh, locker room, like right with the team. Which again, I just was gonna say hi to Must after the game. wasn't gonna go right then, but then we were in there for a little speech afterward. And the guy that we had too much access with our our sports show, our video show, he scored forty two points, a career high for him, and highest in a long time for anybody. How many total points were in the game? Eighty something. Oh, dang. Half. Yeah, he's just killing it. So uh, we went back and took a picture holding 42 up with our hands, which I thought was kind of funny. That was cool. Just because he was, I just I was like, was like that was up? your idea, 42. Yeah, nice. I was like, what up? He's like, what up, my guy? And I was like, I'm your guy. That's cool. <laughs> You're counting. Then we went right over to the softball game. Um, had a good time there. Uh, speaking of ball, you know, I do those. They call them breaks. I've done them far less. I did. I got into it a little bit this weekend. But oh, you, boy. I go to the dorm dudes account. They don't give me any money. I don't know these guys. I never met them. That's just the account that I feel like is the one I trust the most. Because I got one with another account once. They didn't send me the jersey I won. They didn't? No. I want a black jersey, and they sent me a different – whatever. So I'm dorm dudes. It's good. Dorm dudes breaks, I think, maybe. All the way. I spent a bunch of money with them. Got a bunch of jerseys back. I did one this weekend. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'll bring it up when it gets in. I got the biggest pull I've ever gotten. It's, um, it's unbelievable. Jersey? I'm not saying anything. Nothing. Helmet? I'm not saying anything. What do you not understand about anything? Cleats. Get out of here. Sweat. <laughs> Dude, it's the biggest pull. I, I won. I lost a few. I won a couple, but I lost. You a added f- up how much you've spent? Yeah, you don't want to know. Okay, okay, I don't. But most of those are wins, though. I wouldn't say most are. What do you mean? More than losses? I think I've done pretty, I've been pretty lucky. 
But I don't come on and talk about how many times I lost. Right. Wait, did I, did I hear a word come out of his mouth? What? I've been pretty lucky. Yeah. He, he never says he's lucky. Oh, that's lucky. true. At this, it's kind of, I, I, yeah. Mm. You're a lucky guy. I, I, had a, I had a couple good ones, but I had one that was like chef's kiss. But I'm now going to budget myself per week. Yeah, you should. I just feel like what was the chef's kiss? I feel like you're spending a He's lot on tell you. this. Eddie, you know, tell you, let man. him do it. I'm and it's to... like, is oh, the you stuff know what else that you're I winning, is it, does it really even matter? No, I think you nothing. just like the thrill of the win. That's absolutely it. So doesn't matter you, at all. You knew you end up with all this stuff you don't care about. Do you know what I won? That, not chef's kiss, but was almost chef's kiss. That I won, that I have. It's coming. I don't even care about cards. I don't know anything about cards. I used to collect baseball cards as a kid, but whatever. But I won a autographed Bo Jackson football rookie card. What? That's got to be worth thousands. I don't know about thousands. Got to be. But hun- it's worth hundreds. And then I got a Tua rookie card, not signed, but for like, worth like 150 <laughs> God. Which is crazy. I know. But I've definitely spent. I don't want people to think I'm just like, I haven't sold anything. I have to stop, though. You don't have to. It's, don't football. Have to do it. it's football, Mike, if you type in football, not baseball. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was awesome. What a great time we had. Mm. It is, yeah, none of those. Remember when that picture he did when he had no he had the helm the, the the shoulder pads on and the bat behind his He's head? He's iconic. There was a Bo Jackson name. He played two sports. Yeah, I know. I watched uh, his thirty for thirty. So what was funny about it was maybe last week Auburn was playing basketball and he was there at the game and somebody's trying to take a picture with him and he wasn't mean but he was like, hey, watch the game, no pictures. Yeah. Hilarious. Because they ain't trying to ask him in the middle of the game. Yeah, right in the middle of the game. It's sort of like when I saw Ashley Judd at the Kentucky basketball game and I went up to her at halftime and said, hey, can I get a picture? And Tubby Smith was the head coach at the time, and her son was his son was sitting next to her. And he goes, "No, she's trying to watch the game. She's trying to watch the game." And Ashley goes, "Yeah, I'm watching the game. I'm like, it's halftime. She's watching the halftime show. So stupid. But then if she takes a picture with you, then it might end up okay. But it's halftime. I don't care. Nah, we saw a cool halftime show one time. Was it the Pogo guys? Guys on Pogo sticks? Yeah, they're flipping and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. So you want the best halftime show? Mike, do you want to see it? I can show it to you. Yeah, Yeah. it's a 1985 Heisman Hero, but I think it's a. I can even just text you the picture. But I don't think they're going to rookie dude. That's thousands. I don't think that's it. But it's also autographed. <laughs> that's the one. Oh, yeah. Priceless. I can send it to you. Priceless. <laughs> I think it's like <laughs> one of the five that they've made. Uh, yeah. That's so rare, dude. Man, you're sitting on a gold mine. No, there's, they made 25 total. That's still rare. Yeah. Unsigned, it's worth like. 40 or 50 bucks, but this is signed. So I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I know, I know nothing about any of this. It's just fun. I just need the hit. <laughs> <laughs> to get your fix. Yeah. I really only do it on the toilet, though, for the most part. That's a good spot. Because there's, like, nothing else to do. Um, there's that. I have a couple other things I wanted to mention. Do you get the picture, Mike? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, game more pad. Yeah, who knows? If you find it, let me know. Here's my inner turmoil I'm facing right now. I've made, and I mentioned this on the show maybe last week, I have made a conscious decision and effort to go on no cable news shows, period, and I have for the last few years because I used to go on Fox, I used to go on CNN, both. But what I'd find is whichever one I would go on, I would just get yelled at by listeners because I was only going on, not for, I would never go on for anything political. I would go on because they were doing some sort of uh, segment on something I knew about, country music or like I was putting a book out and I'd, I've been on both of them. So I decided a long time ago, I'm not going on either one. 
equally. But these networks represent like a side or something? Or what? Yeah, sure. So Fox News is way more conservative, CNN more liberal okay. for the most part. Okay. So I was like, I'm not doing any of them. I even had an offer to do a show on CNN, and I said, no, thank you. Hmm. And it wasn't a political show. But I was like, you know what? I don't need to do that. People are going to assume the network is divisive, so, so not gone on anything. I told, and I may have mentioned this on the show, I got invited to go on the Charles Barkley, Gail King show mm-hmm. on CNN. You talked, yeah. Talk about, I talked about on the air or off the air? On, on the, the air. air. Okay. To talk about country music. And I've not done any of the interviews. I've had many interview requests, TMZ networks talk about it. And I'm like, you know, I'll just do it on my show because I don't want to be, um, somebody have the, the, the opportunity to edit me. And all of a sudden, that's why I don't do written interviews anymore because you can't take it in context. And if I do a news and it's about race, they can edit me. And I don't want them to have the power to make me look stupid. But I did get invited by Charles Barkley and Gail King. And I, and I was like, I can't go. I wasn't going to go. They invited me again like a week later. It's Charles Barkley. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I never met Charles Barkley. That's the only reason I'd want to go. And like I'm considering it. Yeah. I don't even care about what network. I don't care if Charles Barkley, I don't care what network he'd be on. <laughs> like I'm really considering flying up to New York just to do the show so I can meet Charles Barkley. Would that be divisive of me? What does that mean, divisive? Yeah, where is this? Well, anger people. No, no, not about Charles Barkley, but I would be on CNN. And I've chosen no. not to go on Fox News as or CNN. Guest. Yeah, but even as a guest, I've chosen not to go on either one of them. I know, but you can make exceptions to your rules. I just want to meet Charles Barkley. Yeah, that's amazing. So, Dude, You got to yeah, do it. go. But I would be going against a standard that I set years ago. But peop- you, again, you... Just because you say something at one point doesn't mean you can't pivot a little. True, but I'm not pivoting for any sort of personal fundamental. I'm pivoting just because I just want to meet Charles Barkley. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's the only reason. So I have to let them know in the next couple hours. But if I do, I just want everybody to know I'm only doing it to meet Charles Barkley. I get there and he's off. And when would we be going? <laughs> we would not be. <laughs> oh. It would be a very quick trip for me to fly up to New York, do the interview, and probably fly back or spend one night. What, so it would for sure be in person? They wouldn't be like, hey, we'll just bring you up via like satellite? They asked if I wanted to do Zoom last week, and I did not. Because to me, I don't get to meet Charles Barkley, so why would I break my right. streak of not? It's only about meeting Charles Barkley. You have to pay for your flight up there? No. Oh, oh they would? Oh, yeah. They, what? They fly, yeah. How long is your segment? Uh, four minutes, probably. Oof. Wow. It's expensive. They would fly me up, put me in a hotel. Wow. If I were them, I'd just be like, all right, For we're four zooming. Minutes? We're zooming. I think so. I mean, I can call Morgan real quick. Wow. Not this Morgan. The other Morgan. Manager Morgan. Both equally important, though. Just different roles. Right, Morgan? Yes. Thank you. Let's see if she'll answer here. Okay, cool. And maybe they weren't. Maybe I'm wrong. They're not paying for it. But I think they are. They usually do. Hello. Hey, we're recording right now for the post show, so just know that. Okay. Okay. Hey, so I was telling- I'm in the building. <laughs> oh, well, can you yeah, come, come in here in. and sit in the chair? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm coming. All right, bye. Well, there you go. Okay. We check that mic? Uh, yeah, you want to walk over there and check it? Sure. Check. Anything, Amy, you want to say? Check one, two, check. I'm trying to think um, of any 
cons of me check, doing that. Good. Like I yeah. don't. Well, the cons are everybody's it. screaming. Who, ca- you ch- uh, who cares? We'll talk to Morgan about it. I wouldn't have even known you placed that rule on yourself. So yeah, like, I didn't make it a deal. Right. So the, nobody knows that it's a rule. And then also, it's Charles Barkley. Like, yeah. I, I would just know you were on there. Like, I wouldn't associate you with anybody's, you know, beliefs on CNN or what the agenda they push. Morgan. Yes. Okay, so we were talking about... Fill me in. What are we talking about? Well, we were talking about the Charles Barkley, Gail King show where they invited me to go up and talk about country music and what had happened with Beyonce, but more of the history of country music. So, and I said, I purposefully, and you know this, I, I've done no cable news, CNN or Fox News. Not for lack of people reaching out. Right. Just, But but purposefully, I've not done it because it just seemed too divisive. If I go on either one, people yell at me. Yeah. And it wasn't really worth it. So I said, if I did this show with Charles Barkley and Gail King, if I was able to get up there, it would only be for one reason, to meet Charles Barkley. That's it. <laughs> That's fair. That's I, fair. I'd go to meet Gail King. And I, and I would, I've met Gail King, I think. Oh. Well. I did the Today Show. I did the Good Morning. Whatever. I don't know. I met her. I get those shows confused. But CBS, I think CBS, this, that, that's the one she was on. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So... If I went, I would do what they asked. I'd do a good job at it, but I would only be going for, to meet Charles Barkley and I would be breaking my rule. But they said, do they pay for it? And that's why I was asking you, do they pay for me to go up there? They would help cover your travel expenses. Yeah, they don't pay me, but will they but pay for the flight? Yes, they would cover your travel up there, but- What about I, travel back? Well, yeah. Okay. Ho- hotel, round trip. hotel. Yeah, flight and, and hotel. That's what what I about for drip? No, there's no drip. They don't pay you for drip. <laughs> Uh, and then they asked how long this segment would be, and I said probably, what would you guess? I mean, I, we haven't gotten into the weeds of those details yet, but I would think probably 15 minutes. Oh, I would, oh, wow. oh wow. I would think four. That's what I said. Okay. But well, maybe. They've been pretty interested in having you on. They've come back just this morning saying that they're still interested in getting you on. Do, I don't know uh, how much I Are you getting messages from somebody? Do you have something you have to do? Uh, well, we, we've got a podcast here in a second. but You I'm, need to go out? I'm good right now. Okay. Morgan, we're, we're doing an interview tomorrow after the show. Um, NASCAR driver, what's his name? William Byron. William Byron. Hey, did you see the race this weekend? How it that finished? It was so good. That's one of the best Atlanta Super Speedway. It was one of the best races I've seen in a long time. There were so many lead changes. Don't get me started. It was, it was a three really bones. There was like three cars at the finish line. They had to go photo you, finish. You couldn't tell who no, won it. I no. thought Ryan Blaney won it, who we interviewed. Sorry, we're getting a little <laughs> no, please derailed do. Go here. for it. Go for it. I thought Ryan Blaney won it, and that's who we interviewed a few months ago here, and it ended up not being him. It was Daniel Suarez. It was but. crazy, Wait, dude. Daniel Suarez won? Yeah. yeah. Who are we having on the show? No, we haven't had him on the show. No, who are we having? William Byron. Did he win? He did not. He did not win. He did not, but he is really good. Sometimes y'all interview I drivers and I'm said, like, well, they're not that great, but William Byron's really good. I thought it said champion. He won the Daytona 500 Oh, did I say Daytona before. 5? Oh, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That wasn't this weekend. The big one. Under yeah. caution, which, you know. You, oh, that was a weird ending. That, what, sometimes it happens that way. They didn't even finish the race. It, well, first they had to move it to Monday because mm-hmm. of the weather, weather, which was weird. Who watches on Monday? But it was President's Day. And then the very end, like, they wrecked in the last lap. And then it was like, all right, whoever was. Sometimes when they wreck really close to the end where there's, like, a lap or two left, they'll do that white flag caution. And then that's your winner. Who's whoever was lead. leading Everybody, wins. Anyone's in the lead, you can't, like, Dang, overtake them. What if someone's right. about to make their move? Exactly. So, no, literally they thought that teammates Alex Bowman and William Byron, they thought Alex actually won it based on when the caution was thrown. There was a little drama back and forth, but William Byron was the winner. At the and that's who we're caution. talking to. That's Is who he we're good? talking to. 
He's really good. He actually got to start sim racing. So like, like video, video games? games, video games. We're still hope. That's cool. That's cool. So <laughs> still hope. he's going to be on, we're, we're going to record it tomorrow, but Morgan's going to do three intelligent questions in our interview. That's got what we're going to call it. Three intelligent questions yeah. with Morgan because she's going to be up here anyway. Okay. I was just asking about the Charles Barkley stuff. I need to let him know in the next couple hours if I even can do it, right? Yeah, you have to let me know if you're wanting to, and we'll go from there. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Who's What podcast are you doing up here? Uh, Caroline Hobby is interviewing Kaylee Dickerson today. Oh, cool. For Get Real. All right. There, get, check at the podcast. Get real. get real with Caroline Hobby. All right, Morgan. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Mid-roll. Oh, mid-roll. Yeah, thank you, Ray. Let's, let's do a little mid-roll here. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet. Can we have the, can I have the news, Mike? 
because there were a couple stories that I wanted to do today, and that guy who made the $2.3 million, anybody see this off his wife's work calls? It's like insider trading, but he was just snooping on his wife and her work calls because she was involved, and so he went. So she she didn't know. Oh, man, come on. She was probably like, hey, sit in the room and listen. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I don't know, because if she doesn't have a history of that at all, and she could have done it over many, many years and didn't, a man in Texas has been charged with insider trading after he made uh, about $2 million listening to his wife's remote phone calls as she worked from home. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, which is the SEC, accused Tyler Loudon of taking advantage of his wife's work-from-home setup to obtain non-public information and garner illegal profits. The agency said that his wife, who's not been named, was a merger and acquisitions manager for an oil and gas company. She had been working to finalize the company's plans to acquire Travel Centers of America, Inc., an Ohio-based full-service truck stop. Before BP made a public announcement, Lowe purchased 46,000 shares of oh, the stock. Obvious. Without his wife's <laughs> knowledge, they say. Wow. Yeah, that's tricky, man. So, like, if your wife works somewhere— and By the way, she, she moved out and filed for divorce. She did? Yeah. Oh, well, well big, yeah, she didn't know. According to The Guardian, know. he eventually confessed to his wife about buying and selling the stock. He reportedly said he made the illegal move so she would not have to work long hours at her job. Oh, that's sweet, buddy. Mm-hmm. She reported her husband's activity to BP because she didn't want to go to jail for knowing about it. And then she was fired. The company found no uh-huh. wrongdoing on her end at all. And then she moved out and filed for divorce. That's from globalnews.ca. So well, my friend that is a lawyer, she reported herself to like the board. For what? Of Well, but she didn't do anything wrong, but she found out. She was in the process of divorcing anyways, but they were still in the same home and- he went into some of her stuff because she was doing like a, she was working on a case from home, but a lot of it was Zoom because it was COVID. And so he like logged in and found out this info. And I don't know. I don't want to give too many details because it, it's crazy though. She had no idea. And what he did was totally illegal, similar to that. And so she, and she, because she could have been in trouble for it if she got caught. So she went ahead and reported herself. So I wonder and if they weren't getting face. divorced, would she have reported herself or like covered Yeah, her? I think she would have because you take an oath. So she wanted to just be. Mm. Well, doctors take a Hippocratic oath and sometimes they're like doing pill mills. They're doing what? Pill mills. Oh, true. Listen, hey, I, good for your friend. You have a lawyer friend? That's cool. Hmm. Do, do I have a lawyer friend? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Do I have a do? single friend that's a lawyer? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not anymore, but... I have two. Matt Jones, who does Kentucky Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. Although we don't talk that much anymore. He, I felt like he kind of burned me a little bit, but he doesn't think he burned me a little bit. And he's probably right, but I got a little <laughs> a little upset with him. Okay. But I still message him, and we still check in. But he was a lawyer. He's really smart. Lunchbox has a lawyer friend. Yep. A jag. He was a yeah. jag. My he's roommate from college, yeah. He held his own law firm. It's crazy that you have friends that are yeah. lawyers. I mean, we're adults. We My father-in-law's a lawyer. Really? Yeah. Ultimate friend. My sister-in-law's a lawyer. Dang. My friend's a lawyer at um, Nissan. And it's cool because she does all these calls over, like she goes to, she travels all over the world all the time and is on these calls. Like she works really late at night because the time change is very different. I don't uh, know if like it's- Japan? I think it's Japan, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's why when I say I got a lawyer, guys, I got a lawyer. And I'm not joking. Well, it's just your friend. No, John Hodges means, is my lawyer. I think if you have a lawyer, you, and you, you can say whatever you want. But I think most people when they say, I have a lawyer, it's because they're paying them a retainer and it's, they're already on as their lawyer. Yeah, I paid for his law school. That's not what that is, but I don't know if you paid for his law school either. I can't. I did because he was in JAG, so we paid. 
taxpayers. We all uh, did. I did too then. Okay. There we go. Yeah, he, he, when he decided to go to law school, he hit me up and said, hey, I just want to say thank you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you're going to pay for me to go to law school. Awesome. We all and did. I was like, thanks, dude. Hey, back to the story. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So like, say producer Eddie's smoking hot chicken, right? Like I have it going on, whatever. And then Whole Foods wants to buy it. Yeah. Right? And my stock's about to blow up. You don't have stock. You're not, you haven't. This is well, all just hypothetical. hypothetical, man. I got Are stocks. You, okay, go ahead. Hypothetical. <laughs> so, so you've already offered shares to people. Yeah. You're not, you got, haven't gone public, but you, people have invested to own part of it. Totally. And I go to the bar because I'm so excited. But if Lunchbox, you're not public, it doesn't coming. matter. You have to have put it public so people can buy the stock. Okay, it's public. Okay, great. Okay. I don't know the details. It's public. So Lunchbox, we go to the bar, and I'm like, dude, we're great. And the bartender's like, what are you guys celebrating? Oh, dude, my chicken business just got bought by by Whole Foods. It's going to be crazy. And then he goes and buys stocks. Like, is he in trouble? Like, I don't understand how you have to keep that a secret. I think that would be considered insider. The bartender? But then... Because he just got insider information. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't tell anyone that you're merging with someone. Correct. That's crazy. And who? But you know what sucks is there are a lot of politicians who know stuff because of the meetings they're in when they're like, we're about to allow this, not allow this. So they sell or buy stocks beforehand. Yeah. It's so dirty. Where the politicians don't get busted for that? No, because they got each other's back. They're politicians. Oh, my goodness. This is bad. Well, look at Martha Stewart. She went to prison, man. Yeah. She was already super rich. Mm hmm. Got us. Thanks, man. Don't quote me, but isn't. At some point, isn't Nancy Pelosi in some trouble for this? Oh, yeah, she's husband? one of them they look at. Yeah. Not in trouble, but she's the one that's like, how, how is she making so much money? There's a lot of them. Yeah. So, okay. But I don't know. It looks fishy with a lot of them. Mm. So I don't know to specify who does what, but I have read stories and that does not look good. There's, there's a few of them, um, both from both sides. I feel like the bartender would be fine. It's not like he was looking for that information, he just heard it. And, sure. And so Eddie's not. I guess in trouble, I, I but don't know. I mean, maybe it's the, just family and friends but then, that can't. But then you could just be like, if you know the bartender, be like, hey, I'm just going to yell some stuff. You can hear it. Right. And go by. So I would think that that's still considered oh. insider trading if it's not known. Wow. His punishment may not be as, I'm just making, this is all me just. He's probably assuming. not going to ever get caught though, because why would he ever get connected back to Eddie? Well, it the would, thing would be if he bought 56,000 shares like this dude. That's when it's obvious. Like, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like if he bought. 20 or 30 shares, it would, he'd never right. be caught. Okay. But when you scream, yeah. I'm buying it all, insider trading is buying or selling <laughs> a publicly traded company stock by someone with non-public material information about the company, and that's what that would be. Wow. Yeah, it, but again, I know, I'm a doctor, I'm not a lawyer. Right, right. And even when I'm a doctor, it's fake. Doctor yeah? letters. Yeah. So any of the 26 letters I can help you with. <laughs> What's up, Mike? The CEO of a publicly traded firm inadvertently discloses their company's quarterly earnings while getting a haircut. If the hairdresser takes this information and trades on it, it is illegal insider trading and there the SEC go. can take that's action. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I needed a haircut. Wow. wow. Yeah, Story. I should have gone haircut, not bar, but yeah. No, all same thing. Same deal. Oh, uh, woman's horror as she spends three days trapped in a pitch darkness room behind a basement wall after falling between a narrow gap between the houses. Oh, people pay thousands of dollars to do that, so why is she mad? Well, I think because she couldn't get out. Oh. I think when you normally do it, you can get out. But a young woman's horror has been revealed after she spent three days. Oh. He said horror. Yeah, I don't understand. Oh, she's what? Horror, like a horror film, but it's not like horror. you're like oh. a young woman's A young woman's horror. horror. My mind went somewhere else <laughs> that is what I, I A was young like, woman's what? horror. Okay. And then Lunchbox made it worse by saying like, some people pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> like, well, I, yeah. I do. Like Aaron Rodgers has been revealed did. after she spent three days trapped in pitch darkness. The unnamed 22 fell between the walls of two buildings, but the floor from which she dropped was, was clear. Uh, so she was screaming for help in a dark, damp space discovered oh. by authorities as a dungeon. The team 
took to the wall with a drill and sledgehammer. She told rescuers she had been calling for help for three days before someone finally heard her. Wow. She's lucky she didn't like, break her legs or something. I know. Or she's, she was so close to, if she didn't have water, dying. You can only live three to five days without water. You can drink your own pee. Can you? Yeah, that's what yes. they say. Okay. Have you ever watched survival shows? Well, what does she do? What if she doesn't have a cup? cup? Your hands can form a cup. You ever done that that's in the sink? Yeah, but you're going yeah, to like pee in your hand. That's a good point, Amy. Like... I was just thinking about me, not a girl. Dang. That's yeah. got to be tough. I could, uh, I could pee in my mouth. I could figure it out, but privately built. You could pee you in your mouth. Sure, I can. I think I could. Hold on, no, right now. I think I could if I were if my legs were up higher. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Eddie said he'd do it right now. Okay, yeah, I can do okay. it. No, no, no. I think I could if okay. my legs were up higher, and so my wiener was down, <laughs> pointing downward. I think I could. Right. Well, it's the same thing with a girl. Then you can just get your no, because the stream doesn't go the same way. You can't point it. Yeah, we can't do that, Eddie. I'm sorry. Do you know, know again, no, a woman's know anatomy? No, no. Well, not. I do a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A privately built moon fact. lander makes history with a successful touchdown the first time in over 50 years America has landed on the moon, but no people, by the way. Just a, a lunar hey, walker. wonder why. But what do the pictures look like? The Odysseus robotic lander. Here, can you play the audio, Ray? Do you have it? I'm in more than a half century the U.S. has returned to the moon. Today, for the first time in the history of humanity, a commercial company, an American company, launched and led the voyage up there. What a triumph. Odysseus has taken the moon. This feat is a giant leap forward for all of humanity. Was he trying to be Walter Cronkite there again? I think he probably was doing a little news voice. Okay. But he was good at it. No, man, I mean the giant leap kind of mm. same deal as the first one. Yeah, there were no people. It's the first time since 1972 that I that's up I'm sure that piece of machines up there. Yeah, but see why well, they put a human in there. You see, know why? Cuz the radiation eats them up. Listen, if they take pictures up there and it looks just like the ones that we got from 1969 or whatever, like then it wasn't fake. Um these are but the ones from that 69, mm -hmm. they're like second and third dairy. Meaning we never saw the original footage. Even though what they showed on TV was like taken and put on a screen and they shot the screen to shoot into the TVs. So, I don't know. But, but they could have had taken a, a telescope and looked at the moon to create what it looked like. I don't know. I think they're just keeping something from us. I am not, if you said bet money, do you think people got to the moon? Okay, yes. Yes. But I definitely think there's something to it they're not telling us. Meaning, do they find something? That's why we never sent people back. We're not sending people back. Because we did something for the last time in 72, and all of a sudden we can't do it now? Well, think about it, though. 11 was the successful mission. That was the one small step for man, right? And then Apollo 13 was that we almost lost these guys. So why do this again? Because they've done it before, and oftentimes when you try something and you're successful, if it's a breakthrough, you try it again, it doesn't work, and you figure out ways to, to even just get faster or better or more efficient at it, so then you can be able to launch off and get somewhere else. Yeah, but we almost lost Tom Hanks and all that, dude. He really wasn't an astronaut. Not, not him, yeah. but Lovell. Or whatever I watched a story about the, you know, the Challenger that exploded. Mm. Yeah. I watched the story about these two guys that worked for the company that NASA hired to, it was a, pr a private company to like build the ship and be the engineers. The shuttle. And, yeah. And so it was like 1986. And remember it was up and there was a teacher on it. Krista McCullough. Who was a teacher, you know, she trained as an but she was a teacher. And then the other, everybody died, it exploded. But the two guys the day before were like, hey, you can't send this up. There's an issue with the O-rings. And, and now everybody knows the O-ring, but they called and said to whomever, 
you can't send this up. It is going to explode because in our research, we saw, this is what we tested. And yes, that's correct. But the temperature, da, 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 da. It's a long one. I watched the whole thing. And the guy's with his kid and he's like, we called, we told him, they were like, nope, we're, it's got to go up. He said, it got political. It got, there was a bunch of money spent. People, and him and his kid watched it blow up after he told his kid, it's, it's going to blow up. We've called, we've done everything. So it goes, it flies up explodes, everybody dies. And like, there were two people who were basically anonymous sources to, I think it was the Wall Street Journal. Could have been NPR. It was three letters, either WSJ or NPR. <laughs> and there were two people that were the anonymous sources that said, hey, this is what happened. They go with the story, you find out. And finally you realize after the statute of limitations or whatever, I don't even know what it was. It was him. He was the guy that called were the two people that tried to tell them, don't send the shuttle up. And later on, the head of NASA in probably like 2000, came out with a statement going, it is not his fault. It is not the engine. They told us. They told NASA then not to send it up. And his kid was like, it was such a relief because he always felt like he was the one to blame for that blowing up, even though, and it showed him like 78 years old. He, he had died right after that. But the, he died in uh, 2016. Challenger engineer who warned of shuttle disaster dies. But his kid was talking about how it was such a relief on him that somebody had come out and said it wasn't his fault because he had the guilt of the explosion. He probably saw him at his lowest, like always after that. Sucked. He was one of the five booster rocket engineers at NASA. The contractor was Morton, and a contractor named Morton Theocall tried to stop the 86 Challenger launch. They were worried the cold temperatures overnight, the forecast said 80 degrees, would stiffen the rubber O-rings that prevent burning rocket fuel from leaking out of the joints. We all knew if the seals failed, the shuttle would blow up, and then they knew the seals failed, and they wouldn't pull, they wouldn't keep the shuttle from flying up because... According to them, it got too political. And they were like, no, no, you don't understand. Everybody's going to die. And they're like, we spent too much money on this. We can't not do it. And we believe in our tests. And like, but you didn't test it in this wild. The, what is, um, I feel like, yeah, I just looked up on Netflix, the Challenger, the final flight. It was mm -hmm. a four-part documentary that I guess, I remember watching in 2020. Was it about that? They had that in there? Oh, uh, the O-ring. Because I, yeah. I watched the documentary on TikTok. It was about mm, four minutes long, and I thought... <laughs> That's what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Not the same documentary, but I watched it. It's crazy. Uh, a woman is reporting marrying an AI hologram boyfriend, which was oh, trained <laughs> on the profile information of her exes. Yes, sneeze. <laughs> Bless, Bless you. Thank you. Eh, AI. I feel like it's probably AI companies making people say, create news. More than that, who knows? Yeah. A Florida man has 150 live bugs removed from his nose. Mm. He didn't even know they were there. How many? 150. Ugh, that's terrible. Jacksonville doctors removed 150 live bugs in the larva stage from the nose and sinuses of a cancer uh, survivor earlier this month. Ugh. The unidentified man has been feeling off since October, but it wasn't until his face and lips swelled. They went in with a camera and discovered dozens of bugs feeding on the inside of his nose and sinus cavity. I don't want to, I, don't, I can't look at the picture. Ugh. And shedding tissue and excrement, which spurned the man's inflammation. What did they say where the bugs come from? Post. Came from? Uh, yeah, he was pu pushing them up there. No, I don't know. I'm just making that up. Oh, okay. It doesn't. It doesn't say like he was in the jungle or something. Do you see they're having the Florida Man Games? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Mm. Did you see they're having the the steroid Olympics? That's awesome. Are they really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where they you are. can just take as many steroids you want. <laughs> whatever you want. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> that javelin's gonna fly, man. Take whatever you want. <laughs> Wow. An Oklahoma man hacked a government auction site to buy cars for $1. Hmm. The problem is, much like the guy that was buying the stocks, 
you can't go $1 or you can't do 60,000 shares because that's going to tip people off something's fishy. Yeah, it's too much. Like you, you can cre- you can hack and create yourself a deal, but it's going to throw up red flags whenever you buy 70,000 stocks right before. And when you go to pick up 10 cars for 10 dollars, yeah. When uh, you're like, "No, I got this in the BOGO sale." They're like, <laughs> "Wait, what?" Of course. An Oklahoma man's Evan James Cooker pleaded guilty to wire fraud between February 25th and March 6th. He bid in multiple auctions for seized assets, vehicles, jewelry. After he placed the bids and they were accepted, he hacked into the pay.gov website, changed the price of each of the 19 items to $1. He got a 2010 Ford Escape Hybrid, a Ford F50, F550 pickup truck, and a Chevrolet C4500 box truck. CBS News. You know, he thought he was getting away. He was telling too many buddies. Because if you're wanting trucks like that, you got buddies, you tell stuff like that too. <laughs> Jim, you're never going to believe this. F450? Got it for a dollar? No way! You just can't do a dollar. Because that's going to be what's... One person just has to go, a dollar? That's weird. Let me let me run this up. And they run it up, and they're like, no, that's weird. And the next thing you know, dude's getting arrested. And they find all of his other ones, too. <laughs> but it would be cool to learn how to hack. Yeah. For, for good reasons. No, just in general. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure. I would be a, a white hat hacker for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Unless... I needed some information. Or a white hat hacker is the like a good hacker? Yes. Somebody who does it for good. Mm-hmm. What's the bad one? Black hat. Mm. <laughs> okay. I believe, unless they're just called white hats for good. But I think... Well, white like, collar, maybe... Mm, why white? Why is everything white? Blue collar, though, is the other one. I know. Um, white clean. I think that's clean because if it's like if it gets any dirt on it, you see it more. That makes sense. You, you don't do a job with dirt. Okay. Blue collar though. The collar. I don't. I didn't wear collars when I was. Maybe because like collar. when they used they would wear blue there's, shirts. Okay. And sh- they work a shift. There's black. There's white hat considered the good guys because they follow the rules when it comes to hacking into systems without permission and being responsible disclosing laws. Gray hat may have good intentions but might not disclose flaws for immediate fixes. Prior, I'd for sure be gray hat. Because I'd find a couple. In the middle. Hey, I'd find a couple little things for myself. You know what I'm saying? Black hat considered cyber criminals. They don't lose sleep over whether or not something is illegal or wrong. They exploit security flaws for personal or political gain or for fun. Yeah, I'd be gray. I'd be getting some of these jerseys pretty cheap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Eddie looked up and fact checked our Tuesday song. I did because we were singing the Tuesday song, and you say. Came out of my mom on a Tuesday. So I was like, oh, really? Was Bobby like born on a Tuesday? I went back and looked into your birthday, the day you were actually born, and you weren't born on a Tuesday, dude. It's a literal lyric. song. Oh, my bad. Okay. What day was he born? On a Wednesday. Oh. It doesn't work, though. On a Wednesday. Came out of my mom on a Wednesday. It's all Tuesday. What were you born on? On a Wednesday. What was Amy born on? On a Wednesday. Really? Isn't that crazy? Us three were born on a Wednesday. What was Lunchbox born on? Oh, I don't know his birthday. I don't know. I didn't Mike, look it up. Mike, can you throw lunches in there and see what day he was born? Dude, June it's a Wednesday. 25th, 1981. Was it? Saturday. That's his, Lunchbox is June 25th, 1981. Oh, okay. What is it? Lunchbox, Mike, you did July. He's July. I'm oh, July. Whatever, JJ. Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> see, I didn't even act like I knew his no, birthday. No, I would have figured Saturday. that out. What about Morgan? I know it's July. If Morgan's born on a Wednesday and all of us accept Lunchbox, are, that'd be fun. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Morgan, what's your birthday? October 6th, 1993. Saturday. Nope, October 9th. He talked to 9th. Hold on. Yeah. Sixth. Wednesday. Wow! (laughs) That's crazy, man. You think the hospitals are like, let's go ahead and get this going on a Wednesday. (laughs) So they can like... No, because like, 
Well, I don't know. I mean, isn't it random when you're ready to have a baby? Like, all right, my water broke. I guess unless you induce. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did they have that back then? <laughs> back then? You're talking, you think pilgrims? <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. The song is wrong then. Yeah. What's well, okay. I, I mean, you know, like, I'm sure. July 25th. I'm sure, uh, who's the guy that lives down the dirt road? With a bottle Creo of wine? Creo. Is yeah. it Creo a real dude? I don't know. Yeah. Creo Williams. I think yeah, he, he is. Creo Williams a real dude? Creo Williams lived down a dirt road. Right. And did he really say there might be a little dust in the bottle? Who knows? So you're saying anything that's ever said. Right. Sometimes, yeah. So don't, I, I, what I'm saying is don't feel bad that you lied on your, your I song. Line up. I, I sent Eddie a rough cut of the comedy special last night, yesterday, which I haven't really done to anybody. Because we got to the point now where I think we pretty much got our edit. How long is it? It's an hour. An hour. It's it's a it's comedically inspirational, so it's not just comedy, but it's the show. How do you feel about it? I've I, I, terrible. Oh, you, you do? Feel? You feel terrible about Only it? Only because I've I've sat through it. I mean, I did it. I performed it so many times. I've watched edit. I moved to. You're just in it, and so now you quite. It's like anything I ever do creatively. Halfway through, I'm like, this sucks. So, I just can't. I mean, I, I make. I, I just I can't take it any more as far as me judging if it's good or not. I can judge if the edit's good or not, but I sent it to Eddie. How much control are you taking over the edits? Well, my, I mean, all a lot. All a lot? I mean, but my producer, director, Blythe, is run is really her, but she, she sends, and I'll make notes and stuff, and then she changes some stuff, or she goes, I really don't think, I believe in this, and I'm like, cool, go with it. Like, she is running it, but if there's something I don't like or something, I, why don't we suggest this? It's very collaborative, but, she, you know, it was her vision on how to shoot it and where to shoot it and how to jump between. So just – and it's also a lot to ask somebody, hey, watch this hour-long thing. I did not expect you to watch it. Me? Yeah. I sent, oh, sometimes it, I send Eddie TikToks and he doesn't see it for a week. Well, and it took, it took me a, a few days to watch it because I broke it down. Like I had to watch 25 minutes. Was that then, boring? No. I just had to because stuff was going on. I had a lot of basketball games on Saturday. So I had to wait till the very end, and then I started watching it. My wife's like, hey, you want to watch a movie tonight? And I'm like, okay, so let me pause this. Watch the movie, and then Sunday, we had church, birthday party, and after the birthday party, on the way home, my wife drove. I watched a little more. So it's just kind of like that. I had to kind of break it up. But, dude, I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. And what um, about, don't, I don't be hard about it. Don't be hard on yourself. He would have just said, hey, it was good, even if he didn't mean it. But he said really, really good. That's what I told Blythe. I was like, he wouldn't have added the second really if he didn't think it was actually Correct. good. Because I'll tell you, like when I first started watching it, I'm like, this is very different. And so I was just like, I don't really understand how I'm supposed to be watching it kind of thing because it was just a lot going on. I, I went to all the shows. I, I was there, so mm -hmm. I watched the shows happen in real time. So when I watched the edit, I'm like, this is very, like, interesting. And then about 15 minutes after, I'm like, I'm all in. And I've already seen all the shows again. And then towards, like, the last 15 minutes of it, I was just like, this is phenomenal. Like, this is just a phenomenal piece of special or whatever because I mean I've watched a lot of I would say comedy specials but this isn't a comedy special really right. it's, it's definitely not a straight ahead comedy special it's just really unique it's almost like something I've never really seen and the way it's put together the format of it is really unique and I mean, I've never it seen could have, it could be so unique though that it doesn't make sense to people too which is what I thought that too and that was my first 15 minutes of like oh I wonder if this is gonna make sense but after that I'm like this makes perfect sense I and now I know why it was put the way it was I went to Hamilton when I was I don't know, four years ago or so, I did. nobody told me it was all rapping. The first 15 minutes, I'm like, when are they going to stop rapping and just catch me up on the story? Yeah. I wish I would have known it was not all. Then once I got it, I was like, oh, this is freaking awesome. Exactly. But the first 15 minutes, I'm like, 
bro, I don't even know what's happening because you're just rapping. Like, when are you going to stop and break it down? They never did. That was my thought, dude. It's like when I watched Pure Country, the George Strait movie. I'm like, what is this? this is going to be a show? And then Dusty leaves. He leaves the tour, and you're like, what? This is a crazy story. I haven't seen that in so long. I don't even know the reference. A George Strait? I know the movie. I've seen the movie. He's Dusty, man. I He's know, like but artist. The t- so, but what's the show? So it starts off with like Dusty like singing his song, when I hear twin fiddles in it. And then he goes on another song, and then they play three songs in a row. I'm like, what am I watching? Oh, you here? thought it was like a concert, like a live? <laughs> Got yeah, it. but it's not George Strait. It's Dusty. Mm-hmm. And then Dusty gets tired of the smoke, the lights, man. It ain't him. Does, so does he Dusty leaves. and Matthew McConaughey have the same? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And then Dusty leaves, and you're like, what's happening? Then it turns into a real movie, and you're like, wow, this is really good. Same kind of feel I had watching this special. Where you're just kind of confused at first? <laughs> I was just like, ah, this, this, this is What's confusing? Different. I speak Mandarin. Oh, well, that would, that would It's almost it. like the order. It's like when you watch, um, like I remember watching a Van Halen concert, and like, and it would go from like David Lee Roth to, to like uh, Sammy Hagar, and they'd be wearing different shirts. And I'm like, I don't understand. I thought I was watching one night. And I'm not watching one night. That's what's really cool about this. But we are very obvious with where we are. Like, it's like, boom, Tampa. Boom, Nashville. Boom, Virginia Beach. So even that, I was like, I don't want to try. I'm not good enough to try to do two shows and edit it all together and be wearing the same clothes. So let's just be very honest about what we're doing. We're traveling around the country. But. Yeah, dude, I loved it, man. Nice work. And I mean, it's taken a bit for you guys, I guess, to get it all together. Mostly because it's none of our full-time jobs. Yeah. Okay. So I was taking it all in. Do you have any time this weekend? Do you, that. But, you know, Blythe has done an awesome job. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're probably, we have to do sound editing because sound's not edited um, at all properly. But then I think we'll be ready to go. Because I haven't, we haven't even shopped it. I haven't even showed my agent or anything. Oh. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, nobody's seen it except our very small group. And then we're just putting in labor at this point to try to make it right. We don't know how good it is. Did your wife like it? She's not seen it. Oh, wow. I wonder what she thinks about it. What she will think about it. Because, again, we lived but she's it. she's seen it. Every, I know. That's, that's saying, why dude, it's we hard. lived it. I know. But, I know. but again, like, that's kind of why I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can sit through all this. Like, we did this every Same. weekend. Same. But I did sit through it, and I loved it. Well, so there you. you go. So I don't really know, but we're getting to the point now where it's that time. I'll send it to my agent probably this week. Well, I'm sure, yeah. And but it's not fully. We just have to do the sound editing, and we'll be good. That'll give you... Nah, sometimes they lie. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. They would lie, and they're, yes, they're right, but they're always, like, trying to coddle you a bit, regardless. So, we'll see. But people are asking what's up with it. That's what's up with it. Okay. We're, get, we're getting closer. Um, so, will anybody else the last show was, like, December. room get to see it? Um, <laughs> like, just... Well, I think Amy, I think Amy wants it. No, but, but, we but, could but, do a, sh- a show screening. But, oh, like a Bobby Bones no show no uh, cinema. And now there's already well. an expectation to it, so I wouldn't. You'd have to say something, even if you didn't, because I would be judging every little in, every little period or exclamation point or lack of. There's one point in the show where they, in Tampa, they got me a cake that said "sold out show." This is how neurotic I am. They got me a cake that said "sold out." Sh- it says uh, "congratulations." We sold out a couple nights there, but after the first show on Comedic Expressional, sold out. And I was so, it's just where my head immediately goes. Like, why is there not an exclamation point on there? <laughs> on the cake? Yeah. Why? Like it, like it was a big deal. Except mm. it was like, congratulations, I saw the show. And I was like, why? And I say that immediately. I'm like, you do. I'm like, this is awesome, but why is there not an exclamation point on there? That that's how neurotic and like absolutely. You, you're not that way with punctuation on texts. I don't give a crap. But if it, if it needs it. I didn't know we needed uh 
that punctuation. Sort of stuff on a but cake. it was a declaration on a cake. Right. Congratulations. Yeah. But like Sold you don't put show. happy birthday exclamation point well, on did, a cake. Because you got a birthday happening regardless. You didn't do anything to get that birthday except stay alive. Oh, well, <laughs> they were like, surprise. And I was grateful and I am grateful. I'm like, wow. I was like, oh man, where's the exclamation point? <laughs> like I just felt minimized, not to, uh, by yeah. them. I just felt like, oh man, maybe this wasn't as good as I thought it was. Mm. Because there wasn't a, how crazy am I? Because there wasn't an exclamation point on the cake. But that's how neurotic I am. Pretty Unhe- crazy. Unhealthily. I'm not saying that, like, ha ha, look at me. Well, I don't like that about me. Maybe I'm crazy because I don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> Trust me, you're with everybody else. Okay. Including myself when I watch it back. And but I'm it's like, sort of like, which I watch it back and I was normal. like, that's what I said? Uh, that's why you don't remember saying it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right, we're done. Ray, how long we go? 50? 48. Wow. wow. Let's go two more minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, what do you got? Let's get that 50. What do you got? Uh, Any 47 minuters out there? Let me know if you're a 47 minuter. What do you got? What does that mean? Don't worry about it. You're, it must not be one. Oh. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? What? Okay. Seven minuters? 47 minuters. What are you talking about? I don't know. What are you talking no, no, about? No, no, Amy, what are well, you no. talking about? What are you about? talking no, I'm not about? Why is there always sex stuff? I did like, not. 47 minutes. I did a podcast you set me once. Up. By, no, I didn't. I did a podcast by myself once. And I said, I bet you nobody's listening to this. It's during Christmas break. 47 minutes in. And I said, if you are, you're a 47 oh, minute. Okay. And I would get all these messages going, 47 minute. And so if you're listening 47 oh. minutes in, and Amy's like, 47 minute, I can do it that long. And I'm like, what? what? No, I Amy, didn't you say that. You I didn't said that? say that. No, no that's what I she just... said right there, basically. No. I didn't say I could. I just said, okay. Nobody can do it that long. <laughs> well, what? Whatever. <laughs> nah, I don't know. This oh, is. Crap. Stop. Maybe lunchbox. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. How you doing, July 25th? Ray, we at 50? What? No, don't even that. Yep. You yeah. said June. I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, you did. Still mad. That's why he's I know, mad. But I you said it like you, three times. You know I any of their birthdays? When's Amy's birthday? I promise you I know it's July. I promise. He doesn't know anyone. When's Amy's I birthday? I don't know why I don't, said it. I don't pretend to know. What month? Uh, April, no, March, because Eddie's March, Amy's Boom. March, then it goes Bobby. Yes. Boom. What, what are our days? I don't know. I don't Morgan, care. Morgan, do you know Amy's birthday day? No, I think it's in May. No, it's, we did, well, she was we working do, on the I, Sorry. <laughs> I know your birthdays now, because it's so close to mine. Amy's the 18th. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Come on. Come on. No, don't, don't, don't I, look down. No, don't I, look, I, look down. where? Because I will say I had to look up Amy's. Just I knew it was March, okay. but I didn't know the day, so I looked it up. I, thank, for, thank, thanks, Scuba, but for I th- sending but I, Hold on. Birthdays Eddie's are is, hard. Eddie's is after Amy's, uh-huh. I know, because it's closer to mine, and I know it's within a week of hers. So You're 18, Amy? Yep. You're either 20, 21, or 22. March. Oh, God, well, the, the, you, know, you know. I'm putting my money on 21. 20. Mm, oh, if it's 20, I don't know it. I'm wrong then. No, it's definitely 21. I would have thought 21. 21? Why? Because it's numbers 21 that's on, what he bets on roulette. Oh, man. That's, my, that's my roulette number. Okay. Is it 21? It's 21. Cool. First day of spring. Nobody cares. That's when you're also like, I, I, I'm a Pisces, are you? I'm an Aries. See, by, by that's that when day. it changes. That too. day. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. They call it the cusp. It's actually not that cool. It's so just you're an Aries too. I'm an Aries, yeah. 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 All right, we're done. We made the 50? <laughs> made the 50. Let's go. Next week, let me just, a couple housekeeping things. Next week, the dyslexia doctor's coming in to oh, test us. Good, 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 good. Oh, yeah, March 4th or something? <sighs> She's coming it, after six. the show because it's going to take a while and we'll edit down the actual part where we were taking the test because you have to, like, be quiet and shut up and take the test. But, this will explain so much, man. But what if you're not? Well, then I just got work to do. I got to study or something mm-hmm. and just be a normal person. I hear you. Because I think I've just lived with that handicap, so now I'm like, oh, I'm, I am what I am. 
I don't know that dyslexia is considered a handicap, is it? For well, sure. Well, I can't, like, well, mine's not dyslexia. Mine's the... Synesthesia? The no. number Yours one? Yours is... Uh, Dumb. Euthanasia? No. Dyscalculia. That's a plant. No, it's when they kill people oh. because they want to be put down. Oh, that's euthanized. Yeah. I thought you said echinacea. No, that would be a, like a plant. <laughs> All right, we're done. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.